Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 88. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here. And as I said, God is good, and He's good all the time. And as I said, we are going to be, this Tuesday's podcast was also taped. I mean, Wednesday's podcast was also taped Tuesday, um, and it was going to be aired Tuesday, so I hope that you guys understand what's going on, because we will get back to our regular pre-taping schedule Thursday. I took the day off for vacation on Wednesday. My wife, my, my mom and my cousin's coming up to spend some time with us, and we got to get my cousin to court um, with some issues going on with her daughter. And uh, so that's what we're, we're working on. So I took the day off. So I wanted to make sure you guys got the same amount of podcasts. And I do appreciate. I noticed a jump in the podcast views. And I appreciate that. And if this podcast has been a real blessing to you, share it with other people. Because we want to help. I'm not trying to build my stats or anything. Um, even though that's important, but the main reason of this show is to help many people we can come to know Christ or help current Christians that need help through the Bible. And we all need help from the Bible. And so encourage your peop- your friends to share it and, and, and encourage them to listen too. But we're going to get on. We talked last week. We're going to be looking at, uh, right now, we're going to start at Job chapter number 13 and the last podcast we did we talked about Job chapter 12 and we learned that Job chapter 12 that Job was basically telling his friends speeches to him were were so simple that it's not really helping me because the stuff I already know you need to be better listeners and listen and pray instead of and they say what God gives you at the time. We also learned that um, Job taught his friends about God that God is the one in control of everything and, and nothing can be done without God saying it. We learned that we, which we do know in the book of Job chapter 1 already that it's the devil behind this but his friends didn't know that and Job don't know that because it's happening but he also learned in that chapter that before we judge people like his three friends were so far judging him that we need to uh, we need to take care of the own stuff in our own lives first and realize that God is in control of everything so we need to go to him so that's what we learned on the last podcast today we're going to study chapter job chapter number 13 and job is continuing his reply to zopar job, job warns his friends to be careful about their words so what we're going to do now is go to job chapter number 13 verse 1 Job 13 verse 1 and read the entire chapter and then we'll come and do what God leads us. 
Now the heading in this Bible says, Job beseeches God, beseeches God to speak to him. Lo, my eyes have seen all this, my ears have heard and understood it. What ye know, the same do I know also. I am not inferior unto you. Surely I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to reason with God. But ye are foreigners of lies. Ye are all positions of no value. Oh, that ye would all together hold your peace. It is should be your wisdom. Hear now my reasoning, and hearken to my pleading of my lips. Will ye speak wickedly for God, or talk deceitfully for him? Will ye accept this person? Will ye contend for God? It is good that ye should search you out, or as one that mocketh another. Do ye not mock him? He will surely reprove you if ye secretly accept a person. Shall not his excellency make you afraid? And his dread of fall upon you? Remember, your remember are like unto ashes. Your bodies are bodies of decay. <coughs> Excuse me, my allergies are acting up. Hold your peace and let me alone, that I may speak and let come on me what will. Wherefore do I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though ye slays me, yet I will trust in him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation, for a hypocrite shall not come before him. Hear diligently my speech and my decoration with your ears. Behold now, I have ordered my cause. I know I shall be justified. Who it? <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Who is he that will plead with me for now? If I hold my tongue, I shall give up the ghost. Only do not, do not, two things unto me that I will not hide myself from thee. Withdraw my hands far from me, and let not thy dead make me afraid. Call, then call thou, and I will answer, or let me speak, and answer thou me. Now many of my iniquities and sins make me to know my transgressions and my sins. Wherefore, hiddest thou thy face, <coughs> excuse me, and holdeth me for thy enemy. Where thou break a leaf and drive to and fro, and will thou pursue dry stubble? For thou writest bitter things against me, and maketh me to possess the iniquities of my youth. Thou puttest my feet also in the stock of looketh narrow unto all my paths. Thou settest a print upon the heels of my feet, and he has a rotten thing consumes as a garment that is moth-eaten. And excuse me, I need to get a drink. 
because my allergies are causing problems. Sorry for all that coughing, but we're going to get back into the word. And it's just the devil that don't want you to hear what God has for you. Chapter 13, okay, verse 1 teaches us that Job knew that God makes proud people humble. Job chapter 12, 17 through 25 dealt with that. But this did not explain Job's situation. Job has been a good man, but Job had never been proud, a proud man. He was humble even when he was wealthy. <coughs> In other words, he's telling them, hey, even when I was rich and I could have been proud, I was humble. And that's what we need to live. We need to be humbled. And if we know anything, Jesus, when he lived on this earth, our son of God, he was a humble man. Jesus didn't own a home. He, he slept out like a vagabond with his disciples on the road. Sometimes it was at camp sleeping, you know. But let me tell you something. That's okay. I'm just, I'm not saying Jesus was a vagabond. I just said like a vagabond, okay. But he was humble. He only took, did what he needed, his needs, all right. Now, verse 2 deals with Zopar talks about Zopar thought that he had superior to wisdom in Job chapter 11 verse 6 and Epus Zepus a vice from a spirit Job 4.17 but they did not explain anything that Job did not already know <laughs> so we're recapping here he's saying you guys you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and I already know that you're not helping me Verse 3 deals with Job trusted God. Job believed that God is fair and God could explain Job's situation. And that's true. That's what we need to be thinking about. We need to be thinking about how God, like Job, is going to God and ask him. And if you ask God, he will tell you. Now I will warn you it may not be an answer that you like. Because sometimes like I said God allows these things to happen because we're sinning. So these people are right telling Job this but God also allows it to happen to strengthen us for our faith for something maybe coming up down the road or sometimes he just allows us because the devil is poking at him and he's trying to say, oh, Pastor Ron down there, if you do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and he's not going to do it no more. Well, so God says, okay, but God, see what the devil forgets. God is all-knowing and God knows what these people are going to do. And he knows that Job is going to come through with flying colors, which we know he does. Now, Job 4, verses 4 through 6 deals with this. A fool shouldn't be silent. Then people will think that he's really a wise man. Proverbs 17 28. The friend's advice was not helping Job. It is better to be silent than to speak foolish words. Job 2 13. <coughs> <coughs> 
<coughs> alright so in other words being silent will show that you're a wise man because you know that sometimes what we have to say what we need to be saying right now now verses 7 to 11 deal Job was right about his we're going to study we're going to talk about verses 7 to 11 breakdown Job was right about his friends on fear of words. Later God told them, later God told them that he was angry with them in Job 42.7. So we're going to come up when Job's friends going to get rebuked in chapter 42 verse 7. When God told them this, they obeyed him. They asked Job to pray for them and God forgave them. Okay, so basically... We can hurt people. We can actually sin against God just by trying to help people. All right? Now, that's why it's best, as we learned from the previous chapter, chapter 13, on yesterday's podcast, that we got to listen and pray. And if God gives you something to say, speak it. But the best thing you can do is pray for them and listen. And then intervene when God gives you the knowledge and the word to say. Now, verse 12. Job and his friends were sitting on ashes. And Job was using a piece of pot to rub against his spots where he had got those boils. And from Job chapter 2 verse 8. The ashes are not useful for any purpose. And cheap pots are weak. So Job meant that his three friends' speeches were hopeless. That's what he was using as rubbing his spots. It's like this weak pot. The pie is not even sharpened enough to cut him. Because it didn't say anything about cutting them. This is what I think about your, your guys' speeches. They're hopeless. It's like this guy. It's like I can't cut these boils off with this pot. Because they didn't say. It said that he rubbed the spot. Okay. But it didn't say it cut him. Alright. And then it went saying the ashes are are useless. And, and so are and the cheap pot are weak. That tells me that it's not sharp enough to do what he wants to do with it. Alright? Now, basically, Job is telling his friends that he is ready to speak to God. Not because of what they said. Okay? But because of what he knows. Alright? Now, verses 13 through 16. We're going to be dealing with the overview of this is an evil man is afraid to meet God. God would punish that man for his evil deeds. So right out of the thing, if I did wrong, I'm going to run from God. That's what Adam and Eve did when they knew they sinned. What'd they do? God called in the garden of the night, cool of the day, in the garden of the evening. And they ran and hid because they know they sinned and they were naked and when God found them he said well who told you that you were naked did you eat from the tree and then they got punished for it so God so a man who does evil 
stays away from God. Job's friends thought that Job was evil. They warned him not to argue with God. They told him to change his behavior. But Job was not evil. Job was a good man. Whatever happened, he wanted to speak with God. Job was not afraid to reason with God. Why? Because he didn't sin. And Job wasn't conf was confident that God would rescue him. All right. Verses 17 through 19 deal with this. If Job was guilty, he would deserve the punishment. But a good man who trusted God does not deserve any punishment. Job's friends were not his judges. God alone was Job's judge. And that's what we got to realize. Too many people get into people's business. And, <coughs> excuse me, I hate to say this, but that happened to my cousin this couple yesterday. Family got involved in a situation that they shouldn't have gotten in a situation. And it almost caused a breakup. And they caused hurt. You're not God's judges. Let you judge your life. Taking the boards out of your own life. And let God judge everybody else's. God knew that God would make the right decision. Job knew that God would make the right decision. Job trusted God. And when we go to God, that's what we got to believe. That God will make the right decision. Because God knows the middle, the beginning, and the end of our lives. And he knows when you need what you're asking for. And it's in his time he's going to give it to you at the right time. And this brings me a story which I shared already in this Bible study. And it might come up again. My mother-in-law told us a story when her husband had to go to war. Got drafted. Right? He drew, But he didn't go out. He stayed over in the States and he drove botch trucks for 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 the army um, and he made deliveries and well they lived they had to move in where with her mother and and dad on a farm and they got a trailer for her which but they had to supply the care the um propane right propane to do the cooking on their stove and something happened where the propane leaked and it leaked all the way out and then she started she started fretting and fretting and which all of us were but then she took it to God and then the mail if I remember right that same day his check from GM when the last check that came in for his pay it was enough to buy the kerosene to get them through until he got the pay from the army and more so God knows exactly when to come down and bless you and she told me he's never late he's never early he's right on time. We may not think he's on time, but he's right on time.
Now, that's what Job was trying to tell his friends. Now, Job prayed to God in verses 22, 23, verse 20 to 28 to the rest of the chapter. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. Job was still suffering greatly. He asked God to take the pain away. Then Job would be ready to speak to God as his judge. All right? Basically, you know, take this pain away and I'm ready to speak to you. Job was a good man, but he sometimes had doubts, just like we all do. We're not perfect, but that's when another pastor I used to sit on there would say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And that's what we got to do when we got doubt. God said, Lord, help me not to doubt this situation. And nobody is perfect. And let me tell you something, saints. Nobody is perfect. If you are in a church service and they're asking people if they've sinned, every hand should be up in that church service because we all sin every day. We just don't realize it sometimes. None of us are perfect. We're saved by grace. So Job asked God whether Job had done something wrong. So Job had asked Job asked God whether Job had done something wrong. If so, Job should confess his evil deeds and he should ask God to forgive him. But Job could not see why such evil deeds would cause God to attack him. Job did not consider himself important to God, that important. All right? So he's trying to think, why is this happening to me? But I'm ready to pray, but why is this happening to me? Zophar said that God forgets some of our evil deeds. In Job 11, verse 6, so Job did not agree. God sees all our actions and God knows everything about us. Just like I said, he knows the beginning, the middle, and the end of our life right now. He knows. Psalms 139, 1-6 shares that. Not what I just said, but what was it? God knows everything about us. This is a wonderful because God wants to forgive us. Okay, God wants us to confess our evil deeds to trust him. But Job did not think that this fact was wonderful. Job asked if God was punishing him for some evil deeds in the past. Perhaps Job was thinking about his illness. He had painful spots on every part of his body. Perhaps insects were attacking his spots. His body seemed so weak. He was sure that he would die soon. All right. And we're going to probably cover it again. But I'm going to take this a little further in chapter 14. And we're going to cover the first two verses. I, I want this to be worked up. So let's go to Job chapter 14 verses 1 and 2. It says, A man is born of his woman is a few days and full of trouble. 
he cometh forth like a flower and a cut down like a fleece unto a shadow continuing that and thou and does thou open thy eyes upon such one that bringeth me judgment with thee we're going to go to verse 5 well make it even go first 6 who can bring a clean thing unto the unclean not one seeing this day are determined the numbers of his months are with thee appointed has appointed his bonds and cannot pass turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as a hiring for his day so we're going to deal with the first six verses and then we'll probably go back over them again in the podcast or pick up where where verse um, 7 picks up okay now Job is continuing his prayer here Job thinks that he will die soon like we we're talking about and Job is stating here this is a wonder now before we get into it chapter 14 this is a wonderful chapter this chapter Job starts to have new hope for his future okay verses 1 and 2 our lives on earth are short Job said that we are like flowers some flowers are very beautiful but they may last only for a few hours or Job said that he was like a shadow a shadow as a clear shape and it moves like a person who could almost think that your shadow was alive but your shadow disappears in a moment so our lives may be beautiful like a flower and they may be active like shadows but we shall soon be dead so we all have an appointed time to live and die verse 3 we're talking about God gives us God is our judge he also knows our deeds and we are not holy we do many things wrong our good deeds cannot make us holy we deserve God's punishment Job did not yet realize that God loves us or that God would send Jesus to die on the cross for us because at this time Jesus wasn't born yet right Jesus didn't come and die for our sins God didn't make anything so they're going from what was written from Genesis down to now okay and in fact this pie was being written when Genesis was written because it said that Job was a Patrick right okay a Patrick so they knew that there was a creator and they knew he was God but at this time he said all this he didn't know that Jesus was going to die for us okay now but he has a thing of asking God to forgive him and now I want you to remember we're dealing with all this we're saying you know that our, he's telling God that yeah my life is like a flower <coughs> it's here today it could be gone tomorrow my shadow is active but it could be gone you know when the sunlight's gone you know in other words we got a short time and then we I know you're my judge okay and you know that are my deeds and they're not holy we do we do many wrongs our good deeds cannot make us holy 
He knew that already. Our good deeds cannot make us holy. We deserve we deserve God's punishment when we sin, but we have to ask for, for forgiveness. And we learn if we ask God to forgive us, He's gonna forgive us. Okay? But the fact that way we live, knowing that, Job did not know this. So this is profound, isn't it? This is a profound. In a little roundabout way, he was prophesizing a little bit, right? Now verses 5 and 6 deals with God decided how... He said God... He was praying, God decides how long we shall live. Job thought that the world would die soon. But in fact, God had a different plan for Job. Job very thought that he was going to die. But God had a different plan for Job. Job just don't know it yet. All right? Now, when we come back to the podcast um, Wednesday, we're which is tomorrow we're going to be talking about Job asks whether a dead man can live again that's what we're going to deal with but that's where we're going to end the podcast today and what have we learned well we learned that basically he's praying to God still we learned that I'm mere I'm a mere man that's going to get us get me through you know I realize that I've sinned but I also realize that I'm not God's enemy and he's not going to destroy me I can come to God and ask for forgiveness but he also realized that an evil person like we would say Cain would be a different situation okay if you're trying basically what Job is saying here <clears throat> if you're living for God and you're trying, you're going to mess up. Trust me, all of us have sinned and fallen, come short of the glory of God. No one is perfect. Only Jesus and God is perfect. And if we're but if we're trying to not sin willfully, and we ask God to forgive us, He will forgive you, and He will help you with trying not to do those sins anymore. Okay. And then we know that he was telling his friends that basically they were wrong. That God is going to hear my prayer. It's time for me to pray. And then he brung up that in his time that short time on earth that there's a point in time for me to live, point in time for me to die. I feel it's coming down going to die. So he's coming to God and he's trying to talk to him that you're the judge of me and my good deeds can't keep me from my life, from my punishment, but you're forgi- my, you forgiving me can. And this was before Jesus was even born. Okay, and that's why I said kind of a prophecy from Job. Alright, and kind of. Not saying it was, I said kind of. And so he's going to God to try to make things right. And right now he's explaining to God what he feels. And he feels that he's going to die soon. But what Job don't know, God had a different plan for him. And that's where we're going to pick it up tomorrow on Wednesday's podcast. 
But on that note, we're going to go to the prayer request list. And as you know, we're praying for, if you got a pen and piece of paper, bring them out and, uh, and write them these prayer requests down if you don't. If you do have them, go over them with me and then we're going to pray for them singly. And then we'll go on to the benediction blessing and then the closing remarks. Now we need to pray for my dad, James Weaver. He's got an aneurysm on his heart. My mom's back is Lord Lee Weaver. She's been suffering with some kind of pain. But the doctors can't do something with it because the insurance is fighting for payment over something about a car accident she was in, which she was in, but she didn't go to the hospital. And apparently the insurance company, it was my dad that went, and apparently when he went, it got put on hers too, and anyways, they're trying to, the insurance, one of her insurance are trying to hold up the payment, and she really needs to get some stuff done. Test run, but she can't do it because the insurance won't pay for it yet. So we're trying to get that all cleared up. So we need prayer for that. Um, for my cousin Margaret. For the situation with her brother. Uh, there's a family breakdown there. She's forgiven her brother. But it needs to, I think, feel go a step farther. But right now, it's where it is what it is. We're going to ask God to take care of it. And um, then for her leg. My Mar cousin Margaret's leg. And, and then we're going to pray for our friend Lloyd. He's got cancer. And pray for him and his wife as they recover from COVID. They're over it. That we, our knowledge, we haven't heard from him. But, you know, we're assuming that they recovered over it and everything is okay. And we're trying. I'm going to get my wife to try to text him again today. And maybe they'll get back to us. I don't know. Sometimes he don't get back to us right away. It could be a month or so <laughs> before he does. Um, then we need to pray for my friend Sean. Um, he's like a brother from another mother. Um, he has an unspoken that he don't want shared, but it is a need that needs to be prayed for. And God knows what that spoken was when we were talking. So we're just going to simply keep it as an unspoken. And then he wants prayer for his mom. Because he's trying to take care of his dad with his bad heart and problems, trying to make sure he gets to his doctors, eating right and and stuff, and which is a challenge for himself. Because I can tell you some of the things he eat, <laughs> I wouldn't eat. But uh, but um, anyways, um, we need prayer for because uh, she's trying to take care of her sister now too, which can't really get out and do anything for herself or get up and cook for herself anymore so she's trying to take care of her husband take care of her house and take care of her sister and probably take care of her sister's house too and then that's a lot for one person and there's another person trying to help mm -hmm. so we need prayer for that and then for my cousin then for my brother-in-law and my wife as they close out the estate here and that God will take care of the situation there and who uh, by his spirit and we 
and maybe even one day bring them close back together or try to bring them back together. We'll see what happens. But, because it's not really a, a lot on our part. I mean, my wife got hurt and, you know, mm-hmm. and he's, well, we're not going to go into it. Um, then we need to pray for my cousin Sharon for all the things going on in her life. And there's a lot going on in her life and uh, with her family. And she needs prayer. She needs guidance. And then my sis, my cousin-in-law-to-be, I'm going to be married, my cousin and his fiancé um, in July. And... The situation is not very good there either, but she's got she kind of deserve got some kind of disease of the liver that causes her to pass out. I don't know what it is. She didn't tell me what the name was. That's all she told me. And she's got something with her elbow. And my cousin Sharon needs prayer for a tennis elbow she's dealing with. And um, let's see for my aunt Denise for her back, and for she's got upcoming colon surgery. So they can uh, take off some polyps on her. And, uh, and then for my cousin Lori, she's got a lot of things going on and the situation and why they're up here. And so we can take care of things that need to be taken care of. And for me, for my blood pressure, that it would be straightened out better. And for my grandma, for her ears, her eyes, and her hip, and her legs, so she can walk better, hear better, and see better. And I'll also accept that maybe what she does have. You know, we're praying God's will on that. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you right now to come down and touch all of these needs. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, as we pray all together for these needs right now, and Lord, we just ask you to be with them and touch every single one that got healing needs here. We ask you to be with the guiding needs here. We ask you to be with the helping needs here. We ask you whatever the needs are to work it out and help us with it. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. And I know we said that we were going to go through it one by one, but I got my producer here telling we were on the time that we got to wrap it up. So that's why... I um, did the general prayer, but we will ask you the guys to pray for these needs separately and take care of and then do that for us. And then next week, I mean, Wednesday, we'll get back on the track of keeping everything going. Um, God just, I felt led to go a little longer on the podcast because I didn't like to where it was going to end. So we're going to look at the third benediction blessing for us today. It said, May Christ dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength and comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, surpassing knowledge that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians three seventeen and 19. Mm-hmm. And like I say on every broadcast, <coughs> every online service, 
Write these down. Pray them over your family and pray them over your life. And you will see a change. On that note, I like to say God bless you. Thank you for joining us for God's Internet Church 88. And have a blessed day. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver and saying see you tomorrow for Thursday's podcast. And God bless you.